Listen to insights on how conversational messaging is changing the way businesses and their customers engage. Join Gupshup CEO Berud and VP for Marketing Srini and an array of guests for conversations about conversations. This is the Gupshup Conversational Messaging Podcast. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Conversational Messaging Podcast by Gupshup. In today's episode, we spoke to Rapti Gupta, who's the Director of Brand Marketing at Instamojo, and Srinivas Vijay Raghavan, who's the VP of Marketing at Gupshup. And our conversation centered around how to use and scale messaging to build trust with your audiences. And to do this, Rapti walked us through the process that her and her team follows to build powerful messaging campaigns. She specifically focused on her team's most recent and successful campaign, Mojo Stars. It's truly a takeaway-packed episode. So without further ado, here's the conversation for you. So Rapti, I thought we could start with you for this conversation and talk a little bit about and give context to our listeners about what Instamojo does and the major marketing problem that your team has to overcome to acquire users. So to begin, for the longest period of time, everybody has known Instamojo as a payment gateway. They come to us or they recognize us as a payments platform. But early in 2020, we acquired a company called Get Me A Shop. And since then, we've been doubling down on our e-commerce play. We are today building an e-commerce website builder and an e-commerce platform for small businesses all around the country. And our biggest USP is that we are super simple and we are super affordable. Our competitors might be builders like Shopify, Builderfly, Wix, etc. Right? The problem that we have seen is that the Western alternatives to website builders are dollar-based. The dollar-based pricing is not very comfortable for an Indian entrepreneur. And uh, I think that's where our USP lies, which is super simple, we're super affordable, and we are able to give the best experience to an entrepreneur who wants to get started with their own online business and their own website online super quickly. Could you provide listeners a high-level overview of the customer journey at Instamojo? So, for example, how does someone usually find out about what Instamojo does to then actually becoming a customer at Instamojo? The most crucial problem that we are trying to solve today is changing the perception of our users that we are not a payment gateway anymore and we are an e-commerce platform. And we are trying to change a nine-year-old mindset. Everybody just knows Instamojo as a payments platform. And that's how usually people also discover us. Most of our user base has been acquired organically through word of mouth because our product is really, really simple and people enjoy using the product and the experience is very smooth. So when they land on the website and actually start using the product, they explore the entire online store interface and they actually understand that, oh, I can also build a shop on Instamojo. And slowly transitioning from the payments landscape into the e-commerce landscape. And we are seeing that happening even with our customers. The people who come for payments are also entrepreneurs and they also would want to use our product for e-commerce. So fortunately, we don't have a disparity in our user base and that kind of helps with the problem statement as well. But in general, we are trying to change the brand perception from payments to e-commerce today. Thanks for that. And, and uh, Srinivas, I wanted to come to you here. 
kind of piggybacking off what Rapti just said, have you ever experienced in you know your experience with working with customers a similar problem statement? And if so, how have you advised or, or what are some next steps you've taken to kind of overcome that challenge and convince or even explain to users that there has been a pivot in the business model? I think as marketers, we often face uh, these kind of situations. So what we are actually talking about is a brand association. Sometimes a brand gets associated with a certain attribute or a certain feature that Rapti was talking about. And I think a lot of our customers also go through the same thing. I mean, if you look at D2C, for example, a lot of the uh, more traditional retail companies or retail brands are now becoming D2C players. So there you have an offline brand, which is trying to become an online brand. So that also poses a different kind of a marketing challenge. And we're trying to help them with that. And I think, uh, Rapti, your team is following a similar strategy as what Srinivas just said by using stories to bridge that gap. And and that's where the idea of, of the Mojo Stars campaign came in. Could you give us a brief of the purpose of that campaign and how it is helping you bridge that very gap? Absolutely. Instamojo has always stood for an entrepreneur first brand. Even when we were doing payments, we always created value for our users And we were able to communicate the value through customer testimonials because people wanted to engage with our product more. Instamojos understood the crux of what a small business really needs to grow their business online. And I think the fastest way to actually create social proof of the fact that we are an e-commerce platform is by showing that different users on Instamojo are actually creating their beautiful shops online. And the Mojo Stars campaign began as a small thought process, right? And also as an idea that was just borrowing from what we've already been doing. We had an earlier campaign called Mojo Makers where we were talking about similar stories where people used Instamojo payments for business. But today with the Mojo Stars campaign, we are showcasing different stores, different categories and how different businesses are actually following through with the DTC model. So there's this 50 plus year old woman who got stuck at home during the pandemic and she's from Dehradun and uh, you know during the pandemic all of us got bored, we picked up different hobbies, we picked up different stuff to do to engage ourselves. So she went back to her childhood hobby of cross-stitching. And she started doing that. And because her niece, who's also very tech savvy and very like the Gen Z person, her niece told her, you know what, I can help you turn this into a business. And she started Instamojo online store for Chachi, who is our aunt. And she also started an Instagram account for her, linked the two. And today, this Chachi is actually taking custom orders on a store from Instamojo via Instagram. And that's a great use case to showcase because someone like Chachi, who's not very comfortable with technology, is still able to do this, right? Although she has assistance from her niece. But she feels that the store is super easy to use and that gives her an opportunity to create her own identity even at that stage in her life. If you read her story on the landing page, she talks about how all her life she's someone's Chachi or she's someone's wife or she's someone's mother. Or she's someone's relative. But what is she really? She really beca- became an entrepreneur because of Instamojo along with her niece's idea. And it was fueled by that exact emotion. 
the campaign is trying to evoke emotions and showcase different types of categories of users of how they're using Mr. Mojo stores. Another example of a user that we are trying to cover on the Mojo Stars campaign is this really heartwarming story of a couple who have been in the human rights and NGO industry for a while. When they had their son, he was born with some congenital disabilities, right? And they understood that there is a need gap in the market where the world is not very empathetic to people with disabilities. So they might steer clear of conversations about disability or anything, right? Because they feel that, oh, we can't talk about it. But the couple is trying to do just that. They invented this concept of a doll with a radial hand club and high power glasses. And you know who they're targeting? They're targeting children first because they want to build an empathetic world starting with children because children are impressionable. And if you actually tell them that they are not different, they are just a part of the world and it's okay to be different. Even if they are persons with disabilities, they're still one of you, they're still kids. So Guinea, has, this doll, has her personality of her own. She likes jumping around in puddles. She loves football. They've created persona around Guinea. And now what they do is they target children for the Guinea dolls. So they have workshops on how to make the dolls. And they have workshops on building empathy, where they also get parents to come with their children and build conversations on around this entire disability conversation. Again, most of these businesses started in the pandemic. They started in 2020. And they were like, the only way revenue was able to come into our business was through the Instamojo store. Because they tried selling on marketplaces. But again, it's a very crowded marketplace. You will have to pump in a lot of money to actually showcase your product on the first page or on certain search terms. Why do you want to rely on marketplace or a, a highly, highly competitive space where you may not get the discoverability that you want for your brand? You can do that with your own website. And that's what we're doing in terms of building product that allows these entrepreneurs to come on board and actually realize their dreams of being an entrepreneur and make an impact at the end of the day with certain stories. Yeah. And those stories are truly powerful. And what I love about it, that particular story about the disability is that it will put disability dolls or toys in the hands of kids who don't have disabilities. Exactly. And they will get more normalized to it. And I, I think... This element of story is such a cool way of transitioning and appealing to new customers. Srinivas, could you talk to us a little bit about what makes a powerful story? Are, are there certain elements that you should be working with to put out a piece of content that will resonate with your audiences? I think the power of platforms like Instamojo is that they're able to do this at scale. Prabhupada spoke about some of these stories that are being highlighted uh, under Mojo Stars. But imagine the power of allowing somebody in a remote corner of India with their own unique background to use the platform, probably without anybody's help, to do it in a self-service model, plug in, build your own things, start your own stuff, use all the integrations and get your product out there. Because for every story that Mojo Stars is highlighting, I'm 100% sure there are at least 100 or 1,000 other stories, which I think can also be crowdsourced and amplify them on your platform. And I think this is the kind of scale that we are also experiencing with a lot of our customers by automating the discovery process, by automating the ability for someone who is not necessarily technical. They're able to go to a website or an app and they're able to figure things out for themselves and get their store running in a jiffy. 
So that's the kind of enablement that the digital automation is bringing in uh, for a lot of brands. And I think to answer your specific question on what makes a, a great story, I think we all love the underdogs. We all root for the underdogs. Any story where you find someone who probably didn't have the means, didn't have the access to resources, but had an idea that they wanted to offer to the world. And somehow they were able to do it. They were able to sort of break through the clutter. And your brand has been an enabler of that. That I think is, is really fascinating. So here also with Mojo Stars, it's really about that character, those people who had that initial constraint, overcome those immeasurable odds. And this platform has helped them. This is happening at scale. Zanorapti mentioned Instagram, there's WhatsApp as well. So all of these are integrated and created in a self-service model. So that, that's a really powerful thing about this. Completely agree on the automation and scaling of content to make sure that you can really address the large audience base that InstaMojo must have. And Rapti, I wanted to ask if you if you wanted to expand upon Srinivas's points about storytelling, how did you go about structuring the stories of Mojo Stars? It's really about their journey. The focus is the customer. And I think it goes and it extends beyond just storytelling. It has to be even on your product. The only reason that your B2B SaaS product will work if they understand the customers from the core, right? Like what are the real problems that they're facing? What are the challenges that they face on a day-to-day basis? Today, Instamojo store is so easy to set up because we knew that these sellers are so comfortable navigating through Facebook or navigating through Instagram. And the focus in terms of storytelling should always, always be on the person that you're trying to put the spotlight on. I'll take you through how we actually went about sourcing these stories. I think it's just incidental that I've been writing a blog on, uh, you know, how testimonials actually help your business. Testimonials usually help you build that trust online with your customers, especially for DTC brands who are really small and who are starting off. Your customer has to cut through the clutter of choosing you rather than a retail brand. And that's where these strategies like testimonials and trust building come into play. If you are, as a brand are able to tell your story and talk about the value that you can create to your end customer and the impact that you are delivering through your product or service, I think that's what's the most important part of a story for a business, especially when you're doing a customer testimonial. Today, Mojo Stars is a very heartfelt and a very warm campaign for everybody who's looking at it and understanding it. It's written in first person where they are talking about their challenges. They're talking about how they went about solving it. And it's very strategic. We were unable to control our customer's journey. But with Instamojo as a platform, we are able to do that. And it solves it for us. We don't have to ask them. They do it by themselves because they feel the value and they feel the, the impact that it creates for their brand. And, and that's where the, the value of a strong product comes in because the product will then do your marketing for you. Just like you said, they will be wanting to come and, and say testimonials about Instamojo. And just to add, sorry, go ahead. it's really, really hard to build trust online today. Because there are N number of DTC brands. You go on Instagram today, you'll see 10,000 ads of different brands who are trying to sell you something. So how do you actually create trust? Because nobody knows about your brand. Even if the ad is very attractive and you click on it, you go to the website. It's a website, right? At the end of the day. And our end users understand what's legit and what's not. And you can only build trust if you 
show some sort of social proof and that's where you have to tap into your customer base to understand why they come back to you for example the best way to create a customer testimonial or go about creating a campaign like mojista would be to tap into your user base and see who are these people who are coming back to you for repeat purchases reach out to them and understand what they love about you and start that conversation and tell them hey you know what we want to reward you right and for a small business they want traffic they want discoverability they want more and that's the only way they can grow their business because most almost 50% or more maybe of the purchases being made online today are because of referrals today if someone wants to use gupshop they probably heard it from a fellow marketer or from a decision maker in a different company who they're friends with and building trust through customer testimonials is a great way to ensure that your brand is being recognized because stories sell that's a really really powerful way to put it and shrinivas I, i wanted to come to you here how do you scale that process of building trust and how do you encourage these testimonials either through an automated fashion or or just by itself gupshop like many other modern companies believes in the philosophy of what we call as product led growth and what that means is that your product becomes the hero of the whole company the product itself is the best marketing device the product is the best customer satisfaction device and the product is the backbone of everything that your customer experiences with you so it all starts from there we are able to send about 7 billion messages a month on average so that's the kind of scale that we have so we give our customers the kind of slas that most other companies will only dream of like our conversations as well with with our bots on whatsapp or on instagram we are able to sort of automate so many marketing journeys product discovery journeys conversational commerce journeys and customer support journeys so one is a product the second thing is the experience and the last thing i would say it's just longevity and time we don't create customers overnight you've got to sort of stay with them and be a kind of co-pilot on their journey uh, a lot of companies that gupshop works with today are our biggest customers so i would say these are the three dimensions that uh, every business whether big or small can explore in order to scale up the the trust building process so shrinivas you spoke about this process of potentially automating and scaling the empathetical process between a brand and a customer could you enlighten us maybe with a specific use case or an example of that in action so earlier we went through the whole website era where every brand needed to have a website then we went through the mobile app era where you needed to have an app for this and an app for that but today what we find is that a lot of consumers are spending their time on messaging apps and that's something that's happened in the last 8 or 10 years and today the dominant messaging apps are whatsapp instagram and and like so the first thing is for businesses to sort of understand where the customer is and how they prefer to engage and what we find and with many of the customers we work for both large and small is that messaging apps are becoming very attractive for brands to get into to engage with their consumers because coming back to the point of trust right that's an app that you already have that's an app that you're familiar with most of us have messaging apps now in india and across the world that's an app where you have maybe your most uh, personal conversations these days with friends family with your old chacha chachi group or your uh, friends group whatever it is so imagine if your brand were alongside all those characters as another friend or another family member on your messaging app that is for me the biggest signal 
of trust that, okay, this is a brand that I can converse with on a regular basis to either shop for something or ask for a service or ask a question. So the Gupship platform is built around the concept of uh, enabling two-way conversations on messaging apps. So you, you're kind of humanizing your brand. You're humanizing it at scale. So that's from a marketing point of view. The second is a commerce point of view where now you have a lot of features where you can actually create a, a catalog on WhatsApp itself and send it to your database and customers. So then you're having a two-way conversation to actually choose a product. And that's also going to get more and more advanced. So all of these are plugged into your data systems. Once you're a customer already, you can just chat on the business and say, look, I, I bought something last time. I want to try something similar on. You can be as abstract as that. And then the integrations in the backend will tell you exactly or give you a choice based on all of that. The last thing is support. How do you provide this 24 by 7 untiring, unflinching support in any language that you want to? So either FAQs or even complex queries today can be automated with support. And now the latest thing is voice because the market for voice in terms of people wanting to speak their query and then having a business to understand it and give them a response or AI powered voice is going to be huge. So these are three to four ways in which platforms can actually, at least that's the way Gupshop operates in terms of building a platform. If a company is not able to innovate all these technologies, and this is a great way to scale out the trust building factor. So Rabdi, Srinivas just mentioned and, and spoke about a specific use case that could be applicable to Instamojo, where a merchant will be in constant communication with their customers, whether it be through WhatsApp or whatever platform they'd like to message their customers on. Could you talk about a, the power of this type of communication, and B, are, are you enabling merchants on your platform through this type of technology? At Instamojo, we believe that our customers need to have complete control of their customers, right? So we have an app store feature where we have several third-party integrations with different chatbots. And uh, we've seen these smaller e-commerce businesses subscribe to these chatbots and use them on their online stores. We also built a native WhatsApp integration so that people could be pinged every time. So there's a WhatsApp chatbot on the website, on their online store. So they actually are in constant conversation with their customers. Most DTC brands and newer e-commerce brands, they struggle with traffic to their store. So this that's their main source of discoverability. And once someone lands on the store, you wouldn't want to lose them. You can't afford to lose them. So chatbots allow a great way to capture those leads and understand what channel they came from, what kind of things they were looking for. And also, like Srinivasan explained, there are FAQs and different other things that one could use on the e-commerce website to engage the lead who is not yet converted into a customer. So that's primarily the use case that we've been seeing with our e-commerce customers on Instamojo. They use it to capture leads, to convert them, and later even send them small freebies or discount coupons so that they can convert them into paying customers. Got it. And, and Srinivas, would you want to add anything onto that of how different merchants or, or really any type of B2B business could utilize a chatbot to streamline that kind of conversation and potentially to acquire leads and then retarget them later with more communication? There's been a fundamental shift. So the idea is you will still find people coming to your website, maybe downloading your mobile app, 
but at the same time it's important to understand how to transition them into a more intimate conversation which you cannot have on a website so therefore the best way to do this is if you already have a website then try and funnel those visitors into maybe a whatsapp conversation and within whatsapp then you can configure a bot that can have these conversations at scale so that you don't have to be there 24 by 7 at least having that initial chat let the bot handle queries to some extent in terms of who they are what they want and at some logical point you can have them migrate to the live agent to have the conversation with instagram also i think uh, there's a lot of potential so a lot of these brands they really gain popularity on instagram because they put up their products there and they create an offering a niche offering so instagram now has also automated the ability to have dms with all followers at scale then you can create a small bot that will capture that lead and then funnel it back to you you can create a messaging app only experience where you treat the messaging app as a store as the only storefront the mobile storefront or if you already have a website you can create a kind of a multi channel or only channel experience where you have people come discovering your website and then you're funneling them into this more intimate two way conversation i think that's a great way to think about the automation process there this is a question open question to both you rapti as well as you shunibas Is there anything else that you would like to add to make this conversation a little bit rounder that you think we haven't touched on yet or do you feel we've covered the whole gamut? I think personalization at scale is what sets a e-commerce DTC brand apart from a retail brand because bigger retail brands create experiences not from a personalized approach but because you as a DTC brand or as a small e-commerce brand have more control over what you can do with your customers and a classic example is this most of the e-commerce brands today the newer ones the dtc brands are very social savvy so when they put their products on instagram people will people will put a put a comment in the in the comment section saying pp pp so like yes. what is pp <laughs> what pp is someone says price please, Fine, please. okay yeah. so i'll say like, oh okay that's what it means So I think uh, there are very creative ways to engage your audience. We strongly believe that uh, platforms are big enablers especially for smaller brands and merchants to find their voice, find a market, find a customer following. And I think the the example of Mojo Stars is is such a wonderful example of how uh, platforms can actually touch lives and transform people's lives. So that's the real power of technology. We believe that enabling conversational engagement between businesses large or small and their consumers is the way to give them that rocket ship that using which they can actually scale without really having to know too much technology without really having to have an army of people at their disposal thank you so much for tuning into this episode of the conversational messaging podcast by gupshop if you liked that conversation and want more of that make sure to subscribe and tune in every single week to listen to insights on how conversational messaging is changing the way businesses and their customers engage thanks again and we will see you in the next episode